Hello friends and welcome to the midweek edition of the Kings of Anglia podcast. I'm your host, Mark Heath, as ever, and uh, the two gentlemen with me today, Stuart Watson is being rested, having a well-earned day off, but two guys with me today are Hutch Hogan, Andy Warren, my friend, how are you? Uh, I could do with a rest. Games have been coming thick and fast, um, Saturday, Tuesday, so uh, looking forward to a, a week with no game next next week. What are you moaning yeah. about, mate? You've got a short trip to Blackpool on Saturday. That'll be restful. Yeah. What What is Yeah. What is life without a, a last minute diversion from uh, up to Blackpool? So yeah, no, it should be fun. What a wonderful day out it will be. Exactly. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing all the stories. There are some famous stories back in the day of uh, of Stewie and Dave Goodrum when he was Ipswich Town reporter as well, uh, and they're one night out in Blackpool, which um, still to this day I've not been able to get to the bottom of. But anyway, that's the story for another time. Um, your partner in crime today is producer Ross. Now, Ross, have you been to bed since you got your hands on FIFA 21 on Tuesday? Yes, yes, I have. Yeah. How, how many how many hours of sleep have you had? <laughs> I'm going to be very boring right now, but I actually have had a good amount of sleep. I'm have not... You? You know, I'm a grown man now. So, you know, back in the day, yeah. years ago, before I had a girlfriend, uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, would probably spend hours on the new FIFA. But as I live with my other half, it's hard to, you know, you know, play it without her saying, yep, yeah, enough now, Ross. Can we uh, put the telly on? So, have you got, are, you, are you in a house where you have another room where you can go and play FIFA? Is it has to be in the main room? It's just in the main room. We don't have oh. a telly in our bedroom, so we decided that would be a good idea because I think we'd never sleep if we had a telly yeah. in there. So, yeah, just the one room with a telly. The TV, the, uh, the, the obviously the bedroom, anyways, for making sweet love. Yeah, um, yeah of course. <laughs> magic happens. Yeah, yeah. We'll, t- we'll talk about FIFA in a bit because obviously I want to talk about that. It's a big deal. But first of all, we've got to talk, of course. Town played on Tuesday night. Gillingham in the Elf Trophy. Uh, neither manager, Paul Lambert or Steve Evans, were at all interested in the game. Various quotes saying how little they thought of the competition. Um, we weren't particularly interested in the game when we spoke on Monday, apart from, of course, Hutchie, who loves the competition. And as it turned out, Hutchie, it was a decent exercise, wasn't it? Yeah, everyone's everyone's getting on the bandwagon now. Of, uh, yeah. No, it was, it, I always find them really interesting. I do. I, I can see why people don't, and I can certainly see why spending 10 quid to watch it um, wouldn't be an attractive proposition for people. But, but for me, I, I've always, I've always really enjoyed it because there's always these, always little wrinkles that come up, always little, little storylines that emerge and new faces that you, you get to see. And uh, this one, this one was no different. And I, I would be willing to bet as well that Steve Evans actually did have more interest in it than he was letting on. Uh, judging by his, his team, that he that he played, uh, I would say he had more interest than he was uh, suggesting. That was maybe a case of getting the excuses in early for yeah. for our friend Mister Evans. <laughs> um, so obviously, Town won two nil. Uh, a lot of youngsters played, which we'll talk about in a minute. Probably the main storyline from the game: um, Armando Dobra and his sensational strike. Um, Rossi Dobra is also flames on FIFA, isn't he? You've been sending us oh, videos. Yeah, he is flames. Okay. All over the place in real life and in virtual uh, in virtual life as well. But Hutchie, talk us through your, your thoughts about the game, and then we can maybe talk a little bit about about Dobra because I know a lot of KOA Army um, have talked about Dobra in, in their questions today, um, and also the youngsters. Yeah. What are you say? Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think they I think they acquitted themselves well. Um, definitely, 
Um, a young side, just as Paul Lambert said he would play. Um, I must say, maybe it may be a little surprised that there weren't one or two more of the slightly more senior cases faces in there. Um, Emma Hughes is one that I would probably have thought would have done with a bit more game time. But then I, I guess if you then think that, that Flynn Downs is out for the next two months, Cole Skews is out. We saw at MK Dons that, that Ipswich needed a little bit more steel, a little bit more um, physicality in midfield. Uh, and if mm. Lambert's thinking that way this weekend, Emir could well be could well be a starter at Blackpool. So in that sense, understandable. Um, but the team he did pick, they acquitted themselves really well. There were some nerves in there at the beginning of the game and it, it took a little while for them to get into it. But in terms of the second half performance... The first half, they moved the ball around nicely, but didn't have an awful lot of threat. But they found that killer instinct in the second half um, with two two really good goals, um, all involving young players. And um, they were the better side against the Gillingham team that, that had some some senior faces in there. Like John, John Akindi, for example, is a proper gnarly EFL veteran striker yeah. who, who knows his way around. So for the defence to have handled him pretty well, um, pretty comfortably, is, is really, really commendable. I guess we can talk about a few of the youngsters in general now, can't we? But mm. um, yeah, Dobra, Dobra's the man who uh, who unlocked the defence with that goal. What did you what did you make of it, Ross? Sorry, repeat that again. Sorry, you went off a little bit for me. <laughs> just talk, I was just talking about Dobra's goal. Oh, yeah. Oh, top bins. Beautiful. Yeah. I've I've seen him do that final twenty threes. I'm I'm sure you've seen him do that as well. Final twenty threes, uh, play for the road, but him to be on centre stage and being the main guy. Oh, I think he loves taking them sort of shots as well. And I think he, if he if it hits well, it always goes in. Dobra's Dobra's an interesting one, isn't he? We'll, we'll talk about him in a minute, maybe because uh, there's, there's obviously a wider issue there. But but Hutchie, obviously, uh, me and Ross didn't didn't watch the game, um, so you're going to have to do a bit more talking here. Talk, give us some names of, of some of the young players who, who you thought um, kind of impressed and stood out a little bit. Well, the the one that we saw for the first time, and that I'm, I'm sure plenty of people <clears throat> were, com- were completely unaware existed going into this game, is a a big centre half called Elkin Baggett, who is 17. Turns 18 in a couple of weeks. Six foot four, left-footed, good on the ball, strong, um, described as a leader. Uh, he's He's got a British father and a, and an Indonesian mother, born in Thailand. And um, he's got a really interesting backstory. He's massive, in the, absolutely massive in the, in the Far East where he's got more of an Instagram following than any other player at the club by some distance. Like I think James Norwood is the, the kind of most followed senior player and Baggett's got coming up to three times his uh, his level of interest there. Um, but he, 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 he played well. Again, I think he, he had some real nerves early on. There were some slack, some hurried passes maybe that he, he was snatching at a little bit early. Um, understandably nervous at 17, but he really grew into the game and, and by the end of it, he looked, he looks really quite comfortable with what, with what he was doing, which for, for 17 is, is really, really quite impressive. So he's, he, he's certainly one that kind of jumped into the, the town, town fans consciousness on, Mm. on, on Tuesday night. Um, Wouldn't be surprised if he was the next, um, the next young player to go pro as well. Um, so maybe maybe that might happen happen soon. But some other some other good displays in there as well. Like Corey and Darba, 
moved out to left back. We've we used to him as a left sided centre half, played at left back and was really quite comfortable in that role. Um central midfield was was Brett McGavin sort of deeper, then Liam Gibbs was kind of the sort of box to box, busy, busy midfielder. He his role in the his role in the second goal, kind of hassling, harrying, winning it back and then crossing for Tyree Simpson to, to score. He came on strong in the game as well after maybe finding it a little bit tough in the first half. Um, ben Falami, sorry, it was Ben Falami that scored the second goal, not Tyree, Tyree Simpson. Tyree Simpson was the central striker. We've seen, um, we've seen him a few times in the first team, but he's a big boy. He can put himself about a bit, but not necessarily had the touch before. That seems to have come on a little bit in the last six months where he was able to kind of keep the ball and, and bring others into the game, which was really good to see. Um, the front three was Falami on the left, who who's always always shown a little bit of something, I think, when he's um when he's come into the first team. Um, but never never got a real crack at it. It goes back to the kind of the Mick McCarthy days. He he got a little bit of a exposure in the final months of Mick's reign and he looked he's always looked a good player but he's kind of over 20 now he's he's not he's not young young anymore so so he needs to play some regular football sooner rather than later um and then you've obviously got Jack Lancaster who's a senior player really but but still a young young lad so for him to play 90 minutes for the first time in 20 months was really was really quite promising and he looked decent as well so um yeah it was a some good young players in there, some good performances, and some promising, uh, some promising looks for the future. Yeah, definitely, as Jack Lancaster would say, uh, post-match interview. <laughs> um, <laughs> just to put into context, there, Elkin Baggett has fifty thousand Instagram followers. The club themselves have seventy-six thousand. So he's he's approaching the club levels of a big dealness on his own on Instagram. So watch this space; very very interesting. He might be bigger than the club. Apparently, nobody's bigger than the club. Well, he might be. Soon. He might be. So we shall see. Uh, and obviously, Hutchie, uh, it was a, it was a, it was clearly an oversight on your behalf because you failed to mention the Crane Train, Ross Crane, getting his debut. I was very excited about him in the summer when he signed from Berry Town. I spoke to to Berry manager Ben Chenery, who told me just how similar he is to Jack Lancaster. Sees him having just as bigger impact eventually at Town, and he got his debut as well. Crane Train is the working nickname. The Karate Kid was my original nickname, but I got called out for that on Twitter. Someone said that would not stick. Um, so I've gone with Crane Train. But um, did, we, did we see much of, of Ross at all? I know he's only on for, for eight minutes at the end, but was there anything to kind of judge on, Hutchie? Um, if you want me to massively over-egg a decent <clears throat> kind of dri- dribble off the wing, coming inside, kept the ball well and laid it off, then I yeah. can. Then I can, if you want. Sounds um, amazing. But I think uh, I think we'll wait. And judge him on a little bit more than than seven minutes, but yeah, he's he's capable of running with the ball and passing it. So uh, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get to see more of more of him at more of him at some point. Let's hope so. Right then, Dobra, this is one of the big issues we need to get our teeth into. A lot of the KOA army are talking about it because after the game, obviously Dobra just scored a belter and generally impressed. Paul Lambert said he's still looking to send him out on loan along with the likes of Ben Falami. Now then. The big question is whether or not that's the right thing to do. So, Kamehame, Royce Premiership. Dobra needs to be involved in the first team, even off the bench. He would give us something different. He's got bags of potential. Nigel G, NHS hero, friend of the show. Keep Dobra. 
He needs to, to get a chance off the bench where we need a little bit, a little bit of bite. Um, Harvey Davis, another friend of the show. I've said all along, keep Dobbs. Might still be a bit raw, but he's talented and offered directness that we're not exactly a massive supply of. Debs says Dobra on the bus to Blackpool. Um, Tom, Thomas Seggins, T-Segs, keep Dobra. Don't understand what more he's got to do to get in the squad, if I'm honest. Kendo Kawasaki, Dobra needs to be in the squad. Okay, there's a massive gap between AFL Trophy and League One games, but we need to bring those type of players through. Um, Harry Butcher, friend of the show as well. Surely Dobra needs to be involved more. The guy is class. Um, Jack Slider, another friend of all the friends of the show getting in touch. Dobra, keep for sure. Him and Lancaster have a big future if dealt with properly. JJ, James Johnson as well. I Actually, the opposing view here from JJ. I still believe Dobra should go out on loan, but I'd love to have him in and around the first team. Um, he says, although Wolfie and Downs went out and got lots of game time and came back so much better than they left, I expect El Mazzuni to do the same thing. It's got to be a loan for me to get regular games. So, Roscoe, mm-hmm. you've, uh, you've followed Dobra's journey, taking uh, action pictures of him coming up through the, the various team levels. What do you reckon? If you were Paul Lambert, what would you do with him? Would you would you keep him around or would you send him out for a season on loan to get a few scars? Mm, I'm on the fence with this, really, because I do fear for more injuries to come. So, you know, I know normally in our on our deals, we'll probably have like a recall sort of thing in there. Um, but I think maybe just a nice league too. Also, I think I actually mentioned that would have been good if uh, Dobra went with Vidris to Cambridge. Both of them yeah. there doing really well, but that didn't happen. So really depends where he goes. He needs to go somewhere where he's definitely going to play games because I think Idris has mainly been coming off the bench for Cambridge so far. Right. So I don't know if that's because Cambridge has been doing well at the moment and he's just now getting better into the team. But I'm yeah, I'm on the fence on it. I'll, I'll, I'll keep him for now. Mm. Can you give us a little insight? As I say, you, you've, you've probably um, you, you've kind of seen him play and, and been around him a lot longer than, than any of us have. But what's what's he like as a as a person? He, he seems sort of pretty fiery and a, a kind of confident young man. Is is that fair to say? I think I think so. In on on the pitch, but I think off the pitch, I think he's very probably very down to earth and more. You know, I think he just lets his football do the talking. Um, yeah. I think he's like a lot of the young lads. I think a lot of them are very maybe closed off maybe they're not as chatty you know mm. um so i think they're just a lot of them they just want to let their football do talking but then you've got characters like barry cotter and cory and darba but they're they're the irishmen they love to just talk don't they um <laughs> i think like dobra and idris they're probably more a bit quieter and yeah. just let their football do talking but you know i think yeah dobra of course i think he wants to get to the the biggest stage possible yeah. in his career so yeah he's got a very supportive dad hasn't he as well armando <laughs> yeah i know Hutchie's spoken to him yeah. Actually, tell us more about Armando's dad before you tell us what you think about the loan. Um, any anybody that's that's been to watch um, a, a young Ipswich team play up at Playford Road uh, that included Dobra will be aware of <laughs> Armando's dad, who is his biggest fan, his best mate, and uh, yeah, they uh, he's a he's a supportive he's a supportive dad. He's got a really good family around him. I think Armando. Um, yeah. He's a really quiet lad from from my experience very very quiet quite respectful mm. um and like ross said he, he he's not there's a bit of a disconnect between the player that he is on the pitch and the the type of lad that he is which is which is a good thing i think um but he's confident 
quietly confident and that's that's a good a good trait to have um in terms of a in terms of a loan um i'm I, i'm like ross I'm, i am i'm on the fence about it but with with some good reasoning um if you can find him the right loan uh, at the right club who play the right football then i think a loan is probably the best thing for him but that's really hard to do for for uh, sort of a player of his of his stature um and also of the way that he plays the game as well. I get the point about about Wolfenden and Downs, and that's been that's been really important for them in the past. But in terms of central midfielders and centre backs, every team plays with central midfielders, and every team plays with centre backs. But if you're talking about League Two in the National League, finding a club that's going to effectively allow a sort of five five foot I don't know how tall Dobber is. He's he's shorter than me, so. You're in trouble there, and and about half the weight. Four, so, <laughs> four so, eleven is he? Quite possibly, quite possibly. <laughs> um, so, to, but to find a club that's going to allow a lad like that to to get on the ball and play his game um, is actually really quite really quite tricky tricky to do. It does sound like finding him a club to go out on loan has been significantly more difficult. Than than some of the other some of the other lads with with a centre back you need obviously you talk about talks about Wolfenden getting sort of toughened up a little bit by his year at the year at Swindon every centre back mm. needs that whereas the fear with Dobber is that he goes out on loan gets stuck out on a wing somewhere and, and just doesn't doesn't get the ball or sort of the levels down from League One are maybe a bit too physical for him at this stage. And it becomes a bit of a waste of time. Um, I gather they have spoken about a possible move to to Scotland um, and Air. I believe it's Air anyway, a Scottish second tier club. But it's clearly Ipswich have got some decent links with Air at the moment. Mm. Um, but I don't think that appeals particularly um, in this case. But. I've always really thought that he should be around the first team and, and on the bench and give you 10 minutes here and there and it'll be a spark. Um, but you can see that pathway getting a little bit blocked now as well. If you're talking about Lancaster being the one that's kind of eased back into things with 10, 15, 20 minutes in the league here and there, and then you've got Keenan Bennett to chuck into the equation mm. as well, along with Judge, Sears and, and Guion, Guion Edwards. Um, it's tough to see where he's going to get these minutes from. Um, I guess it will be interesting to see what whether Bennett comes in and is a marked improvement on on Dobra will be a really interesting thing to see because that that will tell you whether they've got that particular decision right. That's if Dobra does indeed go out on loan. But I, he's one I've always thought would benefit from 10, 15 minutes here and there because he can make his mark in that time. Hmm. Um I'm really on the fence about. It. I don't know what would be best for him, but if he's going to go out, it has to be the right club, and I can and I can fully understand why it's taken a little bit of time to find him that that home. My concern with it, I I think he needs to play like all young players. They need to play, um, and if if they can get that regular playing time for him by going out on loan rather than being in the kind of log jam behind the various other players you've just mentioned that town. Um, I think it would be better for him to go out on loan. Um, I can see why a, a trip to Scotland wouldn't appeal to a young lad. Um, 
So if they can find the right club, I, I, I'm very much in the, in the send them out on loan. I think he'd come back a better player as long as he's getting regular regular playing time. And um, I think that'd be better for his development rather than just kind of being stuck on the bench or, or maybe not even in the squad at town. So we shall see. Obviously, the Carey Army very much disagree with me there. They all want, want him to play for Ipswich Town, but I'm just not convinced that that's going to happen um, regularly enough to, to benefit him. Of I, course, think you're, I think you're right, Mark. It's, you can't see it, can you? Yeah. As, as much as we want him to, it doesn't seem to be on the agenda. So it's got, if, they, if they can find the right club, I think you've probably convinced me there. They, if they can find the right club, then, uh, then that has to happen. But if I was Dobra, I would, given that the transfer window closes mid-October this year, I'd be tempted to stay at Ipswich and take my, take my chance until January. Um, mm. You've got another EFL trophy game. I, I gather he's got a couple of Albania under-21 games. Um, to play in November, which call-ups wouldn't necessarily happen if he went out on loan. I think there might be a move to maybe for him not to go and play those games. And he benefits from those as well. So that's three good games there for him and whatever whatever else he can get in the league. I'd be tempted to stick it out till January, see where you fall, see what happens with the injury, the injury list at Portman Road. And then in January, if you've not got that game time between now and January, you have to then think about a loan, I would say. Mm. We shall see what happens. I want to talk about two more things before we get to the strike. We have to, of course, talk about the other kind of major storyline to come out of the game. It was actually after the game, confirmation that Flynn Downs is going to be out for two months. And I also want to talk about FIFA briefly before we get into the strike. So, actually, keep on talking. Flynn Downs out for two months. You said on Monday that you feared it would be, it was a serious one. Uh, and so it proved. And just how much of a blow is that going to be for town? I think, I think he had it. If fit, I think he would have started at Blackpool this weekend and probably wouldn't have come back out of the team again as long as he was at the club. Um, they needed to get him on the pitch at MK Dons. Um, arguably, maybe they didn't get him on early enough um, because they were missing. They were missing Flynn Downs from the midfield. They were missing Bite. They were missing the all-round package that Flynn Downs is. He's still, despite everything that's gone on, still the. you'd have to say he's the best player at the club. And mm. and for him to be out for two months at a minimum, um, that's actually better than I feared it would be. But still, uh, still not great. It's not great, and they'll they'll really they'll really miss him. I know it's 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 funny to say that they'll miss him, given that he's barely played this season. But I think he was I think he was about to come back into that side, and and hopefully wouldn't have looked back. But there's a piece missing from that midfield now, and someone's going to have to. Someone's going to have to shoulder a, a hefty burden in there. I thought it was really interesting what you said on Monday about him coming off the bench and, and kind of coming off the bench like a steam train. I guess because I'd imagine he's frustrated at not playing. He comes on, feels like he's got to prove himself and, and therefore ends up flying into tackles and stuff. And obviously, that's, mm. in the end, that's how he ended up hurting himself, isn't it? So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Just looking at a, a few views from, from the Carey Army. Um, where are we here? We have got... Uh, Chris Bennett, I think it was. I'm just trying to find it. Yeah, Chris Bennett says, I'm more worried about the ward injury. We've got decent enough cover for downs, but not ward. Hopefully he's back ASAP. Um, and also T-Segs uh, was back on saying the downs injuries are blown. I'm worried we may have lost that physical grit in midfield, uh, but bring on Saturday and let's see. And again, Harvey Davis, he says downs is going to be a huge miss. Hot take, Nidham will get a chance. I'm not sure he's, he's back on the grass. Is he Nidham, Hutchie? Um, I think he is. I think he is on the grass, but there's a long way between 
being on the grass and being on the grass. Uh, and I don't mean recreational the actual drug grass. Yeah. yeah, I don't mean recreational drugs before anyone comes to us <laughs> about that. I mean, I mean the Portman Road grass. Um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think <laughs> look, 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 I like Tristan Nidham. He's he's a really good little young player. He's got he's definitely got that grit about him. But I think I wouldn't disagree with Harvey. I think his time, you know, this the door is he's suddenly three places higher up this pecking order than he might have been if you talk about Downs and. Um, downs and and Scoos being out and other injuries in there, but I think not just not just yet. I think he's got a little bit of rehabbing left to go. Yeah, and and Roscoe the Ward injury. Obviously, we don't know how long Ward's going to be out for. He's not going to play this weekend though. Um, there there is an argument that that in many ways, like the boys saying there, that there is at least kind of stand-ins for Downs, but the stand-in as it as it stands for Ward is Ken Locke, who didn't have the best of games when he came on for him. Um, we know you're a huge fan of Ken Locke. So is there an argument that the, the Ward injury is actually more of a blow as it stands for Town? Yeah, but as Hutchie said, um, you know, MK Dons was shouting for a player like Downs to come on. And, you know, I agree with Hutchie about Downs will be We'll be playing week in, week out. Um, if he's hmm. still here, is here, but unfortunately, the injury has now cut that. Um, of course, Ward has been a key player. I feel for the opening games, um, and then when when he came off, we can sit conceded. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll give Kenlock a chance, see how he gets on against Blackpool, and then, you know, if we if we lose, then yeah, it's his fault. Hutchie, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you just mentioned there that that Ndaba played left back uh, on Tuesday yeah. night. Is there any argument to? bring him straight into the team ahead of Kenlock? Food for thought, definitely. I don't think they'll do that. Um, it's something I'd be thinking about, but I think they I think they need to be fair to Miles here and give him a, a start. I don't think he's very good. I, think he, I don't think he's very good at coming on in games. I think he does take time to get going. And most of his football, really, it feels like has been coming on in games after injuries, I remember Garbutt got injured once in a game last year. Miles came on and didn't get up to the speed of the game quick enough. Um, he's better from the start than he is coming on. So I, I think they probably will go with Miles. Um, but if Ward's out for any longer, uh, if Kenlock doesn't do it, and if Ndaba doesn't ultimately end up going out on loan to League Two, which it sounds like there's, there's wheels in motion for that, mm. then there's at least there's at least food for thought. In, in that position, because Corey, Corey did he did okay, um, certainly defensively, um, and as the game went on, got on the ball a bit more and got forward a little bit more as well. So one to consider, but I don't think they'll. I think the fact they held Kenlock out of this game tells you that that he's being prepped to to play from the start this weekend. Okay, we'll talk about Blackpool a bit uh, a bit more later, obviously um, after the strike. Now then, Rossi. It's your time to shine because the strike is coming up, but we also need to talk about FIFA 21. Um, I realised this week that I reckon you can probably kind of class how old you are by the last copy of FIFA that you own. So I went upstairs into my TV room. I had a look. I've still got a PS3, which I think is practically an antique now. Um, And the last copy of FIFA I owned was FIFA 12, which is, uh, I think, about the time that I decided that I was too old to be playing video games. I need to be responsible. I need to uh, do other stuff. Um, so FIFA 21, obviously things have moved on significantly since I last played FIFA. Tell us all about it. Yeah, uh, it's a good... It's uh, it's not broken at the moment. So because normally after a first few games, when you play a game, everything just 
I don't know, a player is over there or, it, you know, it just freezes all the time. But yeah. this year, so far, it's been working fine. Um, a lot of new features. Of course, it's getting more realistic as possible in terms of players. You know, issues players, not so much because they don't <laughs> go down to League One. Yeah. So Luke Chambers doesn't look like Luke Chambers. My boy Guion doesn't look like himself. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the top tier, you know, the Premier League and like Messi and stuff, they look pretty much the same as they do in real life, which is just yeah. amazing how they do that. But in terms of like career mode, which is a little plug, and a new series coming from me soon. Yeah. Um, they've got a new like feature where you can like sim the game, but also before, I'm boring a lot of people here, but I just thought I'll bring this up. Yeah. Um, you can change your players and change how you're playing before a quick sim you just quit you know sim it and you'll find the result but this time you can actually watch the game like football manager basically and you can change subs and stuff which i think fifa probably seen that from football manager and gone yeah we're going to use that in our game now so that's sort of nice little feature they added but overall dobra is amazing on the game you know he's not got the greatest overall but in terms of just, you know, that first touch on that game I played, that was the first yeah. touch I you know, had with Dobra and he set up the goal. So I'm going to be playing with Dobra a lot, I think. On FIFA. <laughs> Clip that up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know you're mates, but come on. Um, <laughs> so uh, I should obviously stress there, Ross has done a video, uh, uh, a review video, which is available across all our social medias. Go and watch that. Um, just a first look at FIFA, the Ipswich Town players, their ratings, and he's also played a game. And you get to see his boy Guion scoring as well. And you're going to be doing quite a lot going forward, aren't you, Ross, in terms of there's going to be a career mode for people to follow. There's going to, you're going to be simming the games ahead of the weekend to see what might happen. In it, what are you? A, are you an Xbox man, Ross, or a PS PS guy? Xbox, Xbox. So uh, that was the version you played. You won't be investing in a PS Five then. No. <laughs> Actually, what's uh, what's the last console you owned, and, and what's the last time you played FIFA? I'm the same with you. A, a PS Three, which is currently at the bottom of a, a box somewhere. I don't even know where the box that is that is at the bottom no. of. Um, uh i can i could run downstairs and tell you the last copy of fifa i've got but i'm not going to bother doing that because i think it i think it's probably the same as you to be honest i think we grew up at the, we 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 decided yeah. on adulthood at the same time by the sounds of things i think obviously you're quite a bit younger than me so uh, you grew up a lot lot earlier than i did by the sound of it but um, yeah <laughs> uh, okay then ross let's move let's move seamlessly into the strike. Hello and welcome to another edition of the strike. Brought to you by the greatest quiz show host on planet Earth, producer Ra. Same format. Let's get into Always it. the same, yeah. Yeah. Blast from the past. Yes. Luciano Chiavelli. I think I said that right. Good work. Good, yeah. good work, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had to, you know, say it in my head first. But yeah, he uh, celebrated his birthday this week. <laughs> and uh, of course, I actually spoke to him for a piece, I think about a year ago or so, which is a very good read if you haven't read it. Little Lovely fella. Yeah. Yeah, he only made 17 appearances, of course, for the town because of injury problems and stuff like that. Um, but apparently a, a decent player back in the day. 
Uh, but yeah, he left the mm. club in 2011 to play in which South American country? Of course, he is from South America. But after he left town, where did he play? Was it Paraguay? Oh, yeah, Chile. it's not fair. I mean, no. Hutchie's written Hitch's, Hutchie's written a story about this. <laughs> he spoke to him. How is this fair? He could have forgotten, maybe. Uh, Hutchie doesn't forget things like that. Um, what was it? Paraguay? What Peru or Chile? Uh, Paraguay. Okay. What is the answer, Hutchie? It's Paraguay. Yes, get Paraguay. in. <laughs> get in. Isn't? Did I remember from reading that piece? Chivelli uh, is a is a gardener now, isn't he? Or he went to. Um, is this going to spoil some other questions, Ross? If I talk no, about no, what no. he did afterwards, no, no. Uh, he when he got injured and he went and but when he eventually ended up retiring, he just went travelling oh. and um, ended up in Australia for a bit, where he worked as a gardener outside. Um, when I spoke to him, he was back in Buenos Aires in in uh, in Argentina um, and was laying the groundwork to open a French bakery with his with his brother, who's also a professional footballer, um, wow. who played quite a lot in France. And I think they they uh, picked up a love of French pastries. So uh, yeah, if you're in Buenos Aires, the Chevelli boys have got a uh, got a French bakery going on. Hopefully, added value. Added value there from from the question itself to extra info from your man Hutchie. As you were, Ross. Time flashback. Tony Vaughan. Uh, he isn't got any, you know, international, you know, stuff like that. But he turns for, uh, forty-five this week. Um, if you don't know much about him, he made seventy-four appearances and scored three goals for town in the nineties. And he left the club in nineteen ninety-seven for a fee of one point three million. So that's a lot of money back then. I yeah. don't know if he must have been maybe one of the first players to leave for that sort of money. Possibly. That'd be a good stat to know if that is up there. But yeah, one point three million. But yeah, which which club did he join in nineteen ninety seven? Was it Nottingham Forest, Leicester or Man City? Uh, at this time I was a Mad King Derby County fan. So I would say he joined Man City. Okay. He did. He did join yes, Manchester City. Right. Yeah. yeah, before Man City he, had their manager. I knew, I knew, I knew oh. that, obviously. I was, just, I was just playing around. So it's two all, Ross. Next question, please. Numbers game. Now, how many times have Town won at Blackpool in 15 games? As we're uh, going to Blackpool this weekend. So 15 games were played at Blackpool. How many times have we won there? Go on, Hutchie. Oh. you go first. Uh, it can't be, can't be too many. Um, I'm going to say out of 15, they have won six. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say out of 15, they have won five. It's five. Yes! Yeah. Bang on. <laughs> Three, three, two to Heath. Bring it home, baby. How many questions left? That's it. That's it. Oh, I'm the winner. He's, he's nicked it on the line. Yeah. Get there in, is. my son. <laughs> there is a tiebreaker if you want it. Always, we'll always do a tiebreaker for fun. Yeah. Whatever. Let's just do. Let's just do the tiebreaker. All right. 
good old Johnny Williams, Johnny Esther, which was a terrible nickname, but he's what it is. Uh, he turns 27 yeah. this week. 27 now, Johnny. Uh, how many appearances did he make during his loan spell at town? Of course, a lot of injuries as well during his time at town. Yeah, I think he had three loan spells in total. So, yeah, how many appearances? Yeah, three, 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 se- three separate loan spells. Obviously, the first was the best. He played a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then, it, 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 unfortunately, he was a bit lightweight, wasn't he? Fragile, yeah. the boy. Yeah. And uh, got, got kicked a lot. Um, I thought he came across really well on the Sunderland Till I Die documentary as well, the first series. Anyway, um, I'm digressing. I think he made... Uh, 16 total appearances. Okay. I'm going to give him a little bit more. I've got no idea. A bit more, though. 20, 21? 28. 28? Oh, wow. So not more than I thought. He barely played, did he, in, in, the, in the, the second and third times he was here, I yeah. seem to remember. Um, it's because yeah. he had stupid squad numbers. That's what did it. He ended up <laughs> wearing, like... Yeah, he... Uh, he ended up wearing number fifty at one point, and um, I'm going to get his squad. I'm going to get his squad number history up on my screen, actually. So um, you're, you're saying it wasn't the fact he was he was fragile and weighed about eight stone. It just um, added it was, to it. It, it made yeah. it worse. Uh, yeah, he he did wear number fifty. Um, his... One at twenty five, and he was just doubling up to fifty. Yeah, very very clever. Well done, yeah. well done, Jonathan. <laughs> um, here we go squad numbers yeah, it's it's so, no no okay. yeah, yeah he wore 25 50 then came back and wore 21 stick, if, you, if you're that into 50 stick with it like if you're going to bother being silly like at least at least have the integrity to stick with that number I don't think any player should wear a number over over 20, 28, 29. 50 is ridiculous. 50 is an American football number. It's a basketball mm. number. It's not It's not a football number. I think you need to start asking questions when you're wearing a number that is higher than the amount of actual players yeah. that exist. Like You can go as high as you want if people have actually got possessing the lower numbered shirts, fine. But... Ipswich didn't have numbers 1 to 49 that year. Not yeah. having that. Anyway, Johnny Williams seems like a lovely fellow. I completely agree, but he uh, <laughs> he needs to take a look at that side of his life and and career. Yeah, and, and uh, get in the gym and start eating a lot more than he is currently. Roscoe, give us the outro. So, another lovely fella who scored this week for the 123s. Good old Barry Cotter. Take it away, my friend. Hi guys, Barry Cotter here. That was another edition of The Strike with producer Ross. Tune in next week for another edition of The Great Quiz Show. Can I just say, that was a a beautiful segue there, Roscoe. Um, Obviously, you are now hosting your own spin-off pod. You've hosted this pod and you're you're coming of age. You're becoming from the prospect into the main man. Um, all you've got to do is, is knock me off. Mm, mm. That'll work. I'll have, to, I'll have to kill you, basically. I'll just have to kill you. So, Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I'm watching my back, old friend. Don't you worry. <laughs> now then, uh, Blackpool this weekend, boys. I want to have a little chat about Blackpool, and then I want to finish with a couple of questions we've got from the Calais Army before we take our leave. Blackpool, Hutchie. First of all, how long is it going to take you to get there? <laughs> Four and a half hours. 
Oh, and who are we doing? Who, who's doing the driving? Do you share it, you and Stewie? Um, yeah, yeah, we share. We share it out in between the uh, with our with our pool car from work. Um, it's not the Scarlet Lady. Significant downgrade. Shadowy Archant figures have provided a car with a terrible clutch, oh. uh, an awful biting point. The the radio is impossible to work. Um, so yeah, Sounds right. Yeah, we're in the gutter now. We've, we've been eating at the we've been eating at the prince's table for for so long. But um, um, yeah, we're in the gutter. Dear oh dear. Um, are you staying overnight? Because I was chat you were going to stay overnight as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I think we might. I think we might. Um, yeah. <laughs> can you give us? Can you give us an insight? I like to think of you driving down the whatever road it is. I'm terrible with roads. A one. Um, uh, the kind of chat that goes on. In the in the KOA mobile between the two of you, I'd imagine you kind of have a brief review of the the politics of the day, and then kind of start talking about abstract painting and and that kind of thing. Is that very much the vibe? All with Radio Four on in the background and the World Service. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just it's like anyone in a car, you end up talking absolute garbage because um, you've been in in there so long. Yeah. Um, usually. Uh, usually fueled by our photographer who uh warren page who um is always always on hand with a rant yes if, uh, if needs be got, got um, some strong views doesn't he was he he commits he commits <laughs> yeah. to, to to his view he's all in on everything yeah um so if he has a view on it he it's now like the most becomes like the most passionate thing he's ever felt in the history of time hmm. um and that that spreads across all subjects well we all know people like that um enough of that chat though Hutchie. what about the game itself first of all luke garbert obviously he's going to score this weekend isn't he if he's on the pitch i think you have to fear that he may just produce something with that left foot of his um is whether he's going to be on the pitch or not um i think he, he's played more than they were expecting so far I think he started in the EFL trophy the other night and, and also had a substitute appearance at a behind closed doors game. Um, they've got a left back who's actually started really well for them, Dimitri Mitchell, who they signed in the summer, um, was also linked with Sunderland along with Garbett. And he started really well. So the route into the team isn't particularly easy for Garbett. Um, James Husband, the centre-back, is is injured. Uh, sorry, suspended this weekend, so that, that there might be a bit of a reshuffle at the back, which could open the door for Garbett to to start at left back. Um, but it sound like our kind of counterpart in Middlesbrough, um, in sort of in Blackpool, seems to think he's probably going to be on the bench. But that doesn't mean he can't come on and uh, produce something with that left foot. Although it sounds like his free kicks haven't been particularly on point so far; they've all been hitting the wall. So. Well, that's that's done, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all, yeah. The stage is the stage is set. Blackpool, Blackpool away last year was a disaster for it for Ipswich. Yeah. The goal, the goals they conceded were horrible. Um, if you cast your mind back, I'm sure people have blocked this from their memory. In in February, um, like an awful goal given away by by Hughes and Downs, kind of messed up on the and Garber, I think was involved as well in the in the first in the first half, just gifted the ball away and then in like the 94th minute or something they've not defended a long ball forward from the goalkeeper let it bounce 
and um, got themselves into all kinds of trouble hmm. um, and conceded in stoppage time. So it, it, it was a disaster. But who knows? Who knows what we'll get? What we'll get what? this time? It, it needs to be a step up from the MK Dons performance in any case. Hmm. What can you see Lambert doing with the side in terms of um, changes? I think Hughes might start. I think Downs certainly would have done if fit. Um, yeah. So I think he might do something to that midfield, and, and and Emir Hughes is the best bet at adding a bit of bit of tough bit of toughness in there. I think he might do that. Um, aside from that, is I think you probably go with with the back four that finished finished the game at MK, wouldn't you? With Cham- Chambers and Enciala and Wilson, those three have done nothing to to warrant being mm. being dropped. And I don't think Luke Wolfenden quite did enough on, on Tuesday to push push for a start just yet there. Um, probably Ken Lockett left back and then a midfielder, Hughes maybe into the midfield. Um, um, probably for Bishop, but I'll, I'll be honest, he scored a goal, but I, d- I didn't think John Nolan gave us his best on, mm. on last Saturday either. So wouldn't surprise me if it was, was for Nolan, but I think it'd probably be Bishop. Hawkins will start as a central striker. I'd imagine Edwards will get another go on the on the right wing. But la- last week, Stu had uh, had Freddie Sears in the, am- in the amber zone, which is Stu's new grading system for when people are about to lose the shirt. Okay. Um, I like it. Uh, I'm not sure he's fully gone with it yet as a, as a, like a trademark system, but he had Stu in that, he had Sears in that in that zone, and he probably stayed in it after this weekend, after last weekend. So may, maybe Judge, maybe do you bring do you bring Judge back in? I don't know. Um, I, I think he was doing okay before he got injured, Judge. So I wouldn't be terribly against that. Although although we know he plays his better football inside. I like that Stuart Watson's zonal system. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get more from him on yeah, that. Yeah, I like day. it. If you could push him on it. Um, I will. Don't you I'd worry. like him. I'd like him to. I'd like him to go with it because I think it it works and it ties ties in with current politics as well with this red red amber and and green virus chat as well. And if we can link football to viruses, yeah, then then we we are relevant. And we're winning. Cu- we're winning and, and current. So you've yeah, just go. you've just reminded me there with your mention of Wolfenden. Um, we had a I've had a, a DM from our our old friend Sindre Lyson over in uh, in Denmark. Was it Norway? God, I can't remember. I hope I've not got that wrong. Um, he says my comment for the pod: If Chamber was in Wolfenden's shoes on Tuesday, he would have been absolutely slaughtered. We know Sindre is a massive card carrying fan of the Luke Chambers fan club. Several sloppy mistakes, but the golden boy gets away with it compared to the likes of Chambo and Skews. Don't get me wrong, I really rate him, but criticism amongst fans is not very consistent. Any thoughts on that, Hutchie? I, yeah, I, well, I, I think Chambers is a lightning rod. So if, the, if there's an opportunity, he splits opinion. So if there's an opportunity to criticise, then, 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 then some people criticise him unfairly. I think he deserves criticism sometimes as well, but he, mm. he definitely splits... It's the players that split opinion, like Chambers and Skews, and they're lightning rods, aren't they? So, so it, there are people ready to criticise, but all, but also people people like building up young players and, and backing yeah. them, and, and it's helpful for you know it, young players need some support as well, and and not sort of to be jumped on their back whenever things things aren't quite 
quite going as golden as you'd expect. But but yeah, I, I think Wolf, there are some areas where Wolfenden can improve, and Lambert's highlighted those in terms of in terms of maybe concentration and and, and application. Maybe too casual sometimes. We've, we've heard about jump leads being needed and giving him a kick up, kick up the backside now and again. And mm. I think that I think during this game, Stu highlighted it before kickoff that it's one that you know he he could he could allow himself to drift in it because it's because it's not the big game. It's not the big the big match where where you need to be fully on it. Um, and and he had he he did well. I think he did well in terms of the physical side of the game. But it, there were some moments where he switched off a little and some some loose balls, some rocketed into into touch. So yeah, I, I wouldn't say he's 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 done enough to oust Enciala and Wilson, who've done while having their limits. They've done very very little wrong. So I, I don't see a reason to make that change yet. And then there's Mark McGuinness behind that, between, mm. behind all of them. So very well stocked in that department at the moment. There you go, Sindre. Um, thanks for your thoughts. That's what Hutchie makes of them. You are, of course, from Norway. I've just double-checked, so uh, definitely not from Denmark. I imagine there's a big rivalry there. Roscoe, Rostradamus, as I like to call you, because you have a knack for getting scores right. What's the score going to be Blackpool Town Saturday? I didn't get MK Dons right, but uh, uh, I think there's going to be a goals in this game. I was just looking at Blackpool's results so far. Um, the last game at home was against Lincoln, and they, they lost 3-2, so a lot of goals in that. And then previous games, 2-0 defeat against Gillingham, 2-0 win against Swindon, and then a 1-0 defeat on the opening day. So I think there's going to be goals in this. I think it will be... I'm going to go 2-1. I think Blackpool will score, will score another two goals again. 2-1 town? Yeah. 2-1 town, there you go. That's what the score is going to be. Hutchie, tell us what the score probably isn't going to be. I think it's going to be 2-1 to Blackpool. 2-1 uh, Blackpool? Ooh. What? Yeah. Ooh. Controversial. Yeah. Why, why do you feel that, that Blackpool are going to hand town their first loss? Um, I'm worried that I'm worried that Ipswich are slipping back in. I, I don't know. I'm just worried about this game. I, I, <clears> they <throat> didn't cope. It's, maybe it's maybe it's recency recency bias from last time they were up there in in not particularly great weather. That it's just a gut just a gut feeling. I think they might I think they might lose this game. I hope I'm wrong, but. Um, I don't know. I think I just think I just think injuries mounting up, and I think I think not having James Norwood, at whatever you think of him, and in terms of whether you'd start him or not, I think that's a, a loss. Mm. Um, yeah, I just think there are too many, maybe too many things going against Ipswich in in this one, and I think Blackpool are a better team than their results have shown so far, um, and they have to. They have to get a good win at some point. So, yeah, I'm a bit worried it's going to be this one. I hope I'm wrong. Well, hope you're wrong, Hutchie. Okay, let's move on. Uh, I just want to finish with a couple of questions because we had a couple of questions which are, are relevant. Nigel G says, it's great that goals are coming from midfield, but when do we get worried that the strikers aren't scoring? It's no issue if they're creating chances for others. So when do we get worried, Hutchie? A town striker hasn't scored yet in the league this season. Um, obviously, Norwood's out injured. Drizzy's out injured. Big Ollie Hawkins is the main man up front. Trigger to his teammates, I noted, um, through Alan Judge. Interesting. Um, what What do you reckon? Are you Are you worried yet about the lack of goals from strikers? I've, you know, I've, whenever we've talked about Hawkins, I've always been slightly concerned that 
he won't be the, the prolific. If you're playing one up front, you do need the, the striker to to chip in with a decent decent number of goals. I like what I've seen from him so far, but I, I would still say that you, you know, have to, you know you're going to want some goals from him at some point. You re- you really start to worry when when the midfielders aren't getting chances um, and the midfielders aren't scoring, which they are at the moment. But when the midfield goals, you can't rely on midfield goals, and when they when they start to dry up. That's when you really need your striker, strikers to to step up and and put the team on their back. Sometimes, um, mm. I just hope I hope that I hope that they can get Caden Jackson up to up to speed at some point, quite quickly because mm. Hawkins is going to need a little bit of little little bit of support. I think I'm not I'm not desperately worried yet, but you know, I can't lie. One of the reasons why. One of the reasons why I think they might lose this game is I'm a little bit worried about about goals. Okay. So we shall see. Jack's Larder wants to know this is another one for you, Hutchie, because Roscoe doesn't do the press conferences. He wants to know how are the press conferences and how do you feel that Mick and Roy Keane would have been able to do them? Um <laughs> uh, they're fine. Um I won't lie, I miss I miss kind of the I think we all miss this in our lives at the moment, but I miss I miss the human interaction of them and the and the kind of the the, the atmosphere that's in a yeah. room, either yeah. good, bad, indifferent, that can build in those in those press conferences. I miss that, um, but they're fine. You know, they, they've had their technological issues. Um, Brenner Woolley, for example, hasn't got a webcam on his computer, so. Oh. So he's a black screen whenever whenever he's talking to Paul, and I'm not convinced that I'm not convinced that Paul is is quite sure why that is or, or, <laughs> or finds it finds it particularly helpful. Um, there was another technical uh, a Wi-Fi issue at the club's end at the weekend uh, last weekend, which you know it was it was all right in the end, but it made things a bit jumpy. But um, <clears throat> yeah, they're 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 okay, they're all right. Um, I, I do hope that. Once life is um, once once life returns to to how we'd all like it to be, that 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 doesn't kind of stay the way that it gets done because I think you miss out on a lot in terms of sort of body language between people and and and, and the I think you get better answers to questions in person personally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they're okay. They're okay. That, they're they're all they're all a bit of fun. There's a whole different dynamic, isn't there, as an interviewer interviewing someone actually in person, face to face, as opposed to sitting mm-hmm. at a computer screen and just asking them questions. We certainly, for example, wouldn't have got the famous Mick McCarthy throttling the water bottle whenever Stuart Watson asked him a question from mm-hmm. back in the day. That would have been a lot more relaxed on Zoom, I'd imagine. Or Mick yeah. would have just turned his camera off and his and his audio off and just disappeared. Um, right, fi- final question, <clears throat> which is a good one. Um, question of the week from Charlie Baxter. He says, which current players, RTFC players, with Mark Heath, that's me, most and least like to face in the octagon. Now obviously he's asked me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it open to all of you. Um Roscoe, famously, when I took you to your first fighting event, um a guy got knocked out, I think, in about 18 seconds. <laughs> and you came back to me and said, I would have lasted longer than that. To which I replied, there's literally no chance you would have lasted longer than that, Ross. Um so who yeah, just run away, yeah. Um, <laughs> <Two seconds>. <laughs> <laughs> who would you most like and least like to face in an octagon? So we're, we're doing MMA rule set, four ounce gloves. Who, who are you? Who are you running away from, and who are you taking on? 
probably Luke Chambers and James Norwood I'll probably run away from because they seemed hard. James Norwood's a wrestler, isn't he? So, and Toto, Toto, of course, as well. Toto, yeah. Well. yeah, I forgot about him. Uh, Miles Kenlock. Yeah. Roscoe v. Miles Kenlock, the pay-per-view yeah. event of the decade. Yeah. But I think like... he, he could be hard as well, though, as well. <laughs> he could be hard. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent rating system. Yeah. Um, Hutchie, how about you? Are we talking all time here? Current no, squad. He does say current, but by all means, go all uh-huh. time. Can I talk about? I, I don't. I would not go anywhere near a fighting scenario with Bill El Mojni. No, because I, I would fear some kind of sword, samurai <laughs> sword, would 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 come out. Um, we've talked. We, we've talked about this before, haven't we? And there's going to be a massive inconsistency in my answers, but um, I wouldn't fight Toto. I'd fancy myself in a. I'd like. I think I'd probably enjoy having a fight with James Norwood. Actually, I think he'd make it fun. Yeah. Um, which I'm not a serious fighter. Uh, I don't think he would be a serious fighter either. I think it would be fun. So I'd I'd fight James Norwood. It, I think it would. I think it would be enjoyable. I think Norwood's the sort of guy who would use a wedgie as an offensive move in a fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on that. I'd get him. In a, I'd give him a noogie and a wet willy. And all of them. Um, I mean, obviously, if you look all time as well, Christoph Berra's got to be in there for for one of the uh, the guys you would most or least like to avoid um, to fight in an octagon because he was hard as nails, wasn't he? Um, I was thinking about this last night. Obviously, in terms of the current squad, I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle with all of them from a fitness point of view. They're gonna be they're going to be trouble. Um, from a technique point of view, I'd hope to have an edge. If there are rules, obviously, if it's a street fight and I'm fighting Toto Nciala, I'm going to get murdered. But if there's rules, um, I'm, I'm hoping he's not got any background in training. So he, he won't know how to punch. He won't know how to kick. He won't know how to defend submissions. Um, but certainly, I'll tell you the one I would least like to face. He's not actually a player. It's a coach, and that's Jim Henry. The, ju- the judo guy, because judo guys are hard as nails. And if he gets your ha- his hands on you, you are going for a ride. He's throwing you over his hip and smashing you into the ground. So very much I'm looking to avoid Jim Henry. I agree with you, Hutchie. Norwood would, would be a fun fight, I think, back and forth. Um, and also, and this is, this is uh, again, it's not a player, but I think Lambert. Me versus Lambert would be a good, a good scrap. We could call it a, a Glasgow knockdown street brawl in an octagon. Um, don't don't start writing headlines. Mark Heath wants to fight Paul Lambert. Um, I'm just thinking about fights that would be good value, good entertainment. Um, I was also thinking about the players in the squad that would make the best MMA fighters, and I'm convinced that Flynn Downs would be a really good MMA fighter because a he's got the, he's obviously got the aggression. We know that he's got the fitness and he's wiry. And wiry guys, famously from Fight Club always make good fighters. That's generally true. Um, so I think Flynn Downs would be the best MMA fighter at Ipswich Town. Should also mention Arnold Allen, big Ipswich Town fan, got his next fight in Vegas, November the 7th, against Jeremy Stevens. Look out for that, because that's a huge fight for him. He's now ranked 8th in the world. Right then, boys, I've had my fill of talking about fighting for this week. Great question, though, Charlie. Thank you very much. Um, any other business, boys, before we take our leave? Uh, Paul Lambert's going to find out tomorrow if he's won the Manager of the Month award. If you're listening to this yes. on Friday, you will all already know whether he has or hasn't won the Manager of the Month award. That's all I've got to say about that. You're saying he has or or he hasn't? 
That's what one, you're saying, one, isn't it? Yeah, that's what, one of those one of those two things. One of those two one of those two things is true. Roscoe, any other any other things to mention? No, just hopefully we beat Blackpool, but Hutch has now made me think, cool, maybe we won't. Well, Hutchie said that Garbutt's free kicks have been rubbish so far this season, so he's definitely going to score a free kick, and yeah. he's predicted a, a defeat. So, um, think you know, all all roads are pointing towards a defeat with a Garbutt corker of a goal from a free kick. We shall see. Um, in the meantime, please follow us across all our social medias, Kings of Anglia on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Do go and watch Roscoe's videos, particularly from, from FIFA 21, because they're good stuff, particularly the review video, and look out for his career mode and also his the simulation stuff. There'll be press conference stuff tomorrow. There'll be the boot room from the boys, post-match reaction, all that good stuff. Um, so we'll be all over it. Um, have a great weekend. Obviously, if you are watching the Blackpool game, enjoy it. Hopefully, town get the victory. Uh, and we'll talk to you again next week. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.